welcome to the Nerd Party. Maximum warp. Punch it. Punch it! Punch it, Bishop! Punch it. Punch that shit! Let's punch it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Punch It, Episode 8. My name is Charlene Schmidt, and with me, as always, is... Tristan Riddell. Tristan, you have been bugging me, and bugging <laughs> me, and bugging me to take on this listener-suggested topic for at least uh, a, a good half of this show's life already. Now, granted, we are only up to Episode 8, but that's been at least a month now. So we figured... Uh, you know what? Let's just do this thing already. Why don't you tell everybody what the grand topic of the week is? Well, a friend of the show as well as fellow co-host on the Nerd Party Network, John Mills, where you can find his show, his shows, excuse me, Aggressive Negotiations as well as Great Shot Kid, uh, which are both Star Wars themed, by the way, He, uh, which is very telling because he came up with this idea. He told me, he said, he's like, Tristan, you and Char need to do this. And you need to do it well. And his idea was, how would you write the second film in a Star Wars franchise if the other films did not exist? So what that means is, is that we're going back in time and we're going to 1977. Star Wars by George Lucas just came out and it's a huge success. And you and I are in the writer's room. And George said, he, George came up to us and said, Char, Tristan, I want you to write Star Wars 2. Yes, yes, of course. That's absolutely what's going to happen. But in our hypothetical world of Punch It, that is exactly what's going to happen. Now, my reaction was not quite as excited as yours. No. Because I am about to lose some major points on my nerd license here. A lot of points. And I've not necessarily been forthcoming about this. So here we go. Guess what, guys? I don't really like Star Wars that much. Yes, I've seen them. I watched them when I was a kid. But the thing is, is that was so long ago that I barely remember what happened in those stories whatsoever. I remember only the things that really pop culture has reinforced over the decades since Star Wars became this massive franchise. Yes, I know what stormtroopers are. Yes, I know who Han Solo is and all of that. But to prepare for this podcast, I watched episode four for the first time in... Let's say almost 30 years, okay? Correction, correction. Uh, you watched the original theatrical edition, so you didn't see episode four. You saw Star Wars. Not even Star Wars A New Hope, not even Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. You watched Star Wars. You watched the 1977 edition, and that is one of the many reasons why I am super excited about this, because you are <laughs> such a blank slate. It's true. I am an absolute blank slate. I'm sure that shocks the heck out of a lot of people, but people know that I'm a major, like a major Star Trek fan. And just because I have seen Star Wars, I, I, and I appreciate a lot of sci-fi, but the thing is, I don't think people realize that I don't consume tons of sci-fi. I don't watch everything that is sci-fi, and I'm not necessarily really drawn and into a lot of sci-fi. But the stuff that I do consume, like Star Trek and Babylon 5, I consume voraciously. But yes, I'm an absolute blank slate when it comes to Star Wars, which excites you greatly, which is great because you are much more of a fan as well as John Mills. 
Oh, I'm a gigantic Star Wars fan. Huge Star Wars fan. I uh, I grew up on it. I was raised on it. My dad's a big Star Wars fan, so he made me a Star Wars fan. Had all the toys. You know, like I was Obi-Wan Kenobi on Halloween. I was Darth Maul on Halloween. I was Luke Skywalker on Halloween. You know, like I did all these characters. And it was just a huge part of my life and still is. And I just, I love talking about it. And I very rarely get to talk about it. And it's uh, because, you know, like we were on a Star Trek network for so long and now we're on our own network. And so we get to talk about whatever we want. And, you know, like, and I'm also really excited because uh, the week that we're releasing this, like actually the day that we're releasing this is the day that Rogue One opens in uh, in the U.S. And so we're just, we're, we are going to be bombarding you with Star Wars on the network this week. And because uh, I'm sure everybody else is going to be, I'm not sure if SETI Alpha 3 is going to be talking Star Wars, but <laughs> I, I don't know if that really fits the scope of their podcast. However, I think anything is possible. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm so utterly excited about this. So like, because when I came to you and I said, it was like, hey, let's do this idea. Let's, let's write Star Wars 2. And you said, hey, I'm not that big of a fan of Star Wars. I was like, oh, that's fantastic. That's so great. They're like, I didn't judge you in the least because I was just like, that's going to make an amazing episode because you'll be able to write on the fly and be unburdened by it. But like you said, you know, you Star Wars has, in, has just been ingrained in our culture. And so you know the beats, like you know what has happened, you know, like in the movies, whether you've seen them or not, just because you're surrounded by it all the time. Yes, some things, very uh, very marginal cultural things, things like the characters, things like lightsabers, stuff that you absolutely cannot avoid. However, the big plot points of pretty much any of the Star Wars movies, I do not know because they were so oh. long ago when I did watch them. So like Empire Strikes Back, nope. Uh, certainly the newer movies, absolutely not. I watched none of them except for episode three. I took my father to see that one in the theaters for Father's Day. And I still barely remember what happened with that. And that was 2005. That's how bad my memory is. <laughs> so I, I guess, yes, um, I'm glad you did not judge because you did find that the blank slate aspect of things is going to be so much fun. I hope I will not disappoint you. <laughs> but then I'm also very curious to know how you're going to approach this as a long-term fan. I feel in a way you have the greater challenge here because you have to try to pretend to ignore that you don't know what actually happens. I didn't really think of any plot points. So I was really going to kind of just go off of you. Like I okay. was like I was going to let you kind of initiate certain things. I might help refine or, or move things or just kind of guide you in certain directions or anything like that. But I'm going to try my hardest to go off of your ideas, not my own preconceived notions or also the own facts that I know because I've read novels, I've read comic books, I've seen all the movies countless times. I actually, as a kid and sometimes as an adult, if I can't sleep, I will watch Star Wars in my head. And <laughs> wow, I will try my heart. It's an exercise that I try quite a bit where I will try my hardest not to skip a line, not to skip a scene or a shot and just let it play in my head. And it's it's a mental exercise that I think is a lot of fun. Wow. And that does help you fall asleep rather than like, I don't know. I can see how the focus might actually keep you awake, but does it actually help you fall asleep? Sometimes. 
Sometimes. Wow. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say this is a surefire thing, but sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Some people count sheep. You go. You do Star Wars line by line. I used to do that with Star Trek in my head. I would play scenes of some of my favorite episodes or whatnot. It's just trying to think happy thoughts. Yes. Yeah. 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 Very much so. Now, okay. So over the weekend, you watched the theatrical version of Star Wars. As we yes, said at I the did. top of the show, not a New Hope, not Episode Four, Star Wars. Yes, thank you for hooking me up with that, by the way. You made sure I got the right one. You're welcome. Now, I want to know, what did you think? Like, so you hadn't seen it since you were a kid. So what did you think? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Was it just kind of mediocre? Like, no judgment here. It's all personal preference. What did you think? Okay, I really hope that our listenership does not slam me on Twitter or via email for this. I'm going to be absolutely honest here. You do not have to agree with me whatsoever. I thought it was okay. Just okay? It was just okay. Here's the thing. All right. So I can see how and why Star Wars in 1977 was such a big hit. Because for its day, I bet it was a beautiful work of art. And you know what? In a lot of ways, it still is. However, just like the original Star Trek, I do feel that a lot of things do look somewhat dated. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is Okay. It's a very classic good versus evil tale, which is hard to, I mean, it's hard to go wrong with that if you've got really good compelling characters, which Star Wars does have. However, I do feel that it has some flaws. For one thing, Luke Skywalker, he just jumps right on in there and he knows the controls of everything. And we say that about Star Trek all the time where like they can go onto any alien ship and understand how to navigate the vessel or what have you. It's the same kind of idea, I think. Uh, He can tap into the force, no problem. Uh, it, well, you it's know, just he was, a little he was too easy by shooting womp rats at his T sixteen back home. Oh, oh, sure, that's absolutely the same thing. You know it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I get it. They need to show that he has the drive, the aptitude. He is the hero, so he's got to be good. Of course, of course, I yeah. get it. Um, so I, I thought it was okay. Uh, I definitely see so much potential to expand this franchise because this is being a beginning point introduces a lot of things but not a whole lot of details it's really funny that you like your first reaction your first uh complaint as it were your first criticism is the character of luke skywalker because how you described him is a mary sue yes yes he is a mary sue yes and a lot of people complained about ray in the new star wars in star wars the force awakens because they said how did, how is she so in tune with the force you know how does she know how to fly the millennium falcon you know like everything like that they don't explain it she's a mary sue it's bullcrap and then tons of people started chiming in and said like hey if ray is a mary sue you might need to rewatch star wars 1977 because luke is totally a mary sue <laughs> i absolutely have to agree thank you for making that point and of course, I do not know much about Ray. I saw the Twitter uh, explosion when the last movie hit. A lot of people oh, so love you her. You haven't even seen the Force Awakens. You haven't even seen no. the new one. No. Oh God, no. Char. Okay, you're killing. Dude, me. you're killing. You haven't even seen modern Star Wars. <laughs> no, I, I'm 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 breaking down all of my nerd cred right here in this one episode. Like it's just decimated. That's we took so a nuclear funny. bomb to my nerd license. It's gone now. Um, <laughs> all that's left are the Star Trek points. Fortunately, I have a lot of those. However, yeah, that. That's absolutely what is going on there. He is a Mary Sue. I those that word did not come to mind, but that's absolutely what it is. Yes. And we have a lot of themes that I think are very typical of a 
kind of like a hero story like this. He uh, he does not have his father. The one father figure he has is gone, and uh, he's kind of a little bit of not not a loner. But it's kind of up to him to fulfill his own destiny. I almost uh, had flashbacks of Harry Potter. Same thing where like Luke and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Kenobi is kind of showing him the ropes a little bit. But then ultimately, I mean, Luke just kind of takes off and runs with it once Kenobi's out of the picture. So this is a very classic kind of story that's been handled in many incarnations. Many that I love. And so I see a lot of those parallels and I see why it is so accessible. It's a very Mm -hmm. good thing. Um, but that said, yeah, there, there's other criticisms that I have, but I'm going to save those for kind of the broad strokes for my idea. Like I do not have an outline point by point of, uh, how I think the next movie is going to go. I have ideas that, uh, basically I want to pitch, see what you think of them, and then we develop them together. So I think your plan and my plan is going to work out very well. Well, I think that sounds fantastic. So let's just get right down to it. So let's just go ahead and clean the whiteboard. <laughs> And then, all right, here we go. Star Wars Two. Let, let me, let me. I, I really like this. Let me, let me uh, read what IMDb says as they describe Star Wars. Luke Skywalker joins forces with a Jedi Knight, a cocky pilot, a Wookiee, and two droids to save the galaxy from the Empire's world-destroying battle station, while also attempting to rescue Princess Leia from the evil Darth Vader. Okay, so Star Wars happened. We we're in the final scene. We've got Luke. We've got Han. They're getting medals presented by Princess Leia. Wook, uh, Chewie totally gets ripped off and doesn't get a medal. And there's this Injustice, big celebration. Man. The Death Star is destroyed. All is happy. Darth Vader gets away. Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi has not happened. It is not in the zeitgeist. It is not in our minds. Certainly not in mine. <laughs> and certainly not in yours. So what is your idea for Star Wars 2? So going forward, Luke Skywalker obviously is the big hero of the day. He has proven he's got the drive, the ability to become a Jedi Knight. So I definitely see that's where he's logically going to go. And that's going to present many space battles in the future. That kind of falls right in line with Star Wars. Duh, that's what it's mm-hmm. all about. <laughs> and uh, I see maybe a little bit of growing pains because he just jumped into this whole thing. Sort of like how Kirk did in the new Star Trek films. Like he just immediately took the reins as the captain, but... It's not quite that easy there, homie. You got a little bit of work to do. So I want to see him really come into his own and become the full-fledged hero with both just kind of the ingenuity, but the experience and the wisdom that comes from that as well. So we'll see him work his way through that maybe. What do you think about that to start off? Well, I think that's uh, I think that's definitely something that you need to explore. I think that kind of goes without saying where mm-hmm. like he started this journey... Uh, and we need to see a progression. I don't think we need to see it finished because um, a, a lot of uh, like Star Wars was very much based off of uh, uh, some old Japanese movies and uh, the old timey serials like the adventure serials and Flash Gordon and things like that. So I think we definitely can continue the serialized nature. So I feel like as we move forward, we can we can write something that can be continued, you know, like like. Uh, oh, sure. Like, you and I could technically do a Star Wars 3 if we wanted to. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So I think, yeah, let's 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 focus on... So you want Luke to be the focus again. You want Luke to be the protagonist in Star Wars 2. Like, you want him to be... Now, do you want the main story to be around Luke and his progression in knighthood? 
or do you want him to discover that along the way on a separate adventure? I think it's going to tie into one other thing that I have an idea about, and that is, it seems to me, the Rebel Alliance, at least in Star Wars, it seems very small compared to the, the dark side. And so to keep things going, the Rebel Alliance needs a resurgence. And so I think maybe this victory against mm-hmm. Darth Vader is going to maybe perpetuate that a little bit. And so we're going to see the Rebel Alliance reassemble strength in numbers with Luke at the forefront, though. Because he is still going to be the hero, in my opinion. Okay, so when you say that, you just mean that the Rebel Alliance is going to grow. They're going to build off of this victory. They're going to get more people to come in and help their cause. So the Rebel Alliance grows, and you you think that Luke is going to be a big part of that? I think so, yes. I think he's got to be. In what way? Do you think he's going to be... Like, do you think maybe he could be kind of a mascot for the Alliance? Because everybody knows the name of Luke Skywalker now. Like, he's the guy who who helped take down the Death Star and had almost zero experience? and Or do you want him to be kind of like a uh, an, an actual physical leader like Leia is? Maybe a little bit of both. Because I think, like it or not, he is the poster child for the Rebel Alliance now. However, <laughs> I, I think he he not only needs to be seen, though, he needs to be doing. I agree. I don't like the idea of him being a leader just yet because he is still a kid. Uh-huh. And even though he's talented, I do not think he has the chops to be a leader of men and women. Well, yeah, that's just it. I mean, he is so freaking young and inexperienced. He does need the people around him. I, I don't th- suppose Han Solo is going anywhere. I think he's got to get dragged into this. And I feel like he and Luke have a good relationship where they can learn from each other. Luke yeah. can kind of kicking and screaming make Han Solo believe and do things for more than just himself. <laughs> and become part of something bigger than just little old him. But then Luke also can learn a lot from Han Solo. I definitely see a little bit going on there. And maybe even Han Solo can become a, a bit of a mentor or even a fatherly figure to Luke. Which he, he probably needs still. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if I would go with a fatherly figure because he is older. But I don't know. I don't like the idea of Han Solo being the father figure just because okay. his, he's still kind of morally ambiguous. You know, he's still a scoundrel and a smuggler. It's true. It's true. So do you think Han is going to be a part of the Rebel Alliance or do you think he's going to go his own way? That's a very good question because, gosh, <laughs> I kind of see it happening either way. Do you have an inkling one way or the other? How about this? How about this? We, we run with the idea that Luke is a figurehead a mascot for the alliance like this is like he like the people the rebels rally around him and they're able to recruit more people where they say hey we have luke skywalker on our side like you can be like luke skywalker you can be that person from the no-name town the no-name planet and you can help save the day you know under the yoke of the empire and let's make him a celebrity you know like let's tackle that in this movie let's make him a, a reluctant celebrity where He's revered. He doesn't want to be revered. He just wants to help the cause. And so let's let's say that like Luke is struggling with this, but then they, you know, there's a mission. I don't know what it is yet, but there's a mission that is given to them by the Rebel Alliance, maybe by Leia, and he needs help. And he needs to go find Han because Han, after he got the medal around his neck, he's just like, okay, I'm out. You guys have fun. Uh, You know, I helped you out. You know, with the Death Star, that's fine, but I'm that doesn't mean that I join the cause. So, right. you know, him and Chewie are just like, I'll talk to you later. 
I like it. I like it. That seems very natural, too, for that character. Where he did his part, and he's done now. He's got his own little life to live. Off he mm-hmm. goes. So I like that. I like Luke kind of coming back for him and saying, hey, look, I need you. Now, speaking of Princess Leia, man, we need we need way more badassery from Princess Leia here. She did not get that much to do in the movie, and it kind of pissed me off. But oh, I think it's also a why do you a say pro- that? I disagree with that completely. What? What she does, like, what the time that she gets... She's pretty decent. I mean, she's I mean, she's very much a I would say a, more of the diplomat. She's not necessarily yeah. pulling out a lightsaber and doing battle, but What about that I scene with the before the trash compactor where she grabs the gun and says, "Somebody's got to save our skins," and she just starts blasting stormtroopers away. Okay, that's cool. Cool. But like during the massive space battle on the Death Star, she's just watching. Well, yeah, she's not a pilot. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Yay. That's exciting. I don't know. I, I wanted, I want more power. She's a princess. She probably does a lot of, like, I, I would say more, her power is more wielded in speaking and motivating people. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Where Absolutely. I want to see much more of that in this next film. I want to see her exercising her power a little more. We didn't get to see too much of it. I want more. I want more. I want more. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Not saying let's do that. that. Yeah. I'm not saying, let's, like, physically I want on... her in battles or anything like that. That's great okay. if she does, but eh. Okay, well, that's good because I don't, I don't think – I think Leia's tough. I like her fighting, but at the same time, I like to see her as the leader. Like, see, what, I yes. want to see her as the leader, not so much Luke. I want to see Luke as a tool, and I want to see Leia as the wielder almost, where she's like, okay – we need to utilize our resources wisely because we have limited resources and Luke is a resource. So let's use him. Let's use his celebrity. Let's use um, his powers, his drive, his ability to rally people. Uh, so where, where's Leia in this? What's she doing? Is she the leader of the rebellion? Is she just a higher up figure with the rebellion? Where is she in relation to Luke? That's, that's a good question. I would say she's got, I would say more, I don't know, political power i don't know if that's the right word but she's probably connected to the right figureheads or what have you the powers that be that ultimately give the orders to people like luke to make things happen and that's where she's going to probably come in handy and also i see her talking a lot with luke maybe about his reluctant celebrity because i'm sure she has to deal with this somewhat being a princess and i could see a scene like how do you deal with all of these people approaching you all the time? I mean, don't you ever just want some time to yourself? You know, stuff like that. Okay. So she's kind of a go between between the two, maybe spending time with both sides, but wielding okay. the power. She's maybe persuading Luke to do what he needs to do, persuading the powers that be to do what they need to do. Because yes, she's very smart and people do listen to her. One thing I did appreciate in the movie was when she said, look, you listen to me. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was the one moment where I'm like, yeah, there's Leia. That's 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 a, that a girl. How about this? How about this? Let's go ahead and start the movie. Yeah, okay. I want to start with Luke. Okay, we start with we start with Luke on some unknown planet. All right? He's 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 walking around and the camera is tracking him. He's let's see let, what's let's let's see what type of planet. Let's say let's say he it's not a desert planet. It's not you know, like it's not a winter planet. Let's just say he's in a town. Okay, he's in a small town in the middle of nowhere. He's got a, he's got a hood up. He's walking around. And we don't know who this person is yet. 
Mm-hmm. We don't know who this hooded figure is. The camera's tracking him. He's going in and out. We're seeing aliens everywhere. It's not like most Eisley. It's much more of like an urban. It's much more like an urban environment, like like a downtown Chicago or New York or something like that. Okay. And he's walking around, and then all of a sudden he turns his head, and we and we're like, oh my god, it's Luke. Once we see that it's Luke, um, maybe we see R two behind him. Right. I think we have to establish that yes, R two D two is okay. He's as good as new at the start of this next film. Right. Right. And so R2's right behind him, and then he's on his comm badge, and, like, maybe we hear Leia's voice. And uh, she goes, have you found it yet? He's like, no, I haven't found it yet. And then, like, he turns into a corner, and there's an alleyway. And then there's a whole bunch of, as he turns into the alleyway, there's just a whole bunch of bad guys. Not stormtroopers, just bad guys. We know that they're bad guys. They're toughs. (laughs) They're in an alleyway, for crying out loud. That should be your first giveaway. Yeah, exactly. And so like and then they start pulling out all these all these all these weapons, all these guns. He says he's like he's like, "Hey, whoa, we don't we don't need any of this. Like uh, you're like I'm not here to fight. You know, I'm just here to pick it up." He's like, "Do you have it?" And they go, they're like, "Well, show us what you have first. And so like it's some sort of exchange. It's a MacGuffin exchange. I have no idea what they're trading for, but he <laughs> like he pulls out something. Maybe he pulls out credits or a gemstone. I don't know, something. Something valuable. And they say, you know what? That's not enough. He's like, no, we, you know, we had an agreement, so you're going to give this over. And he's like, uh, not unless you triple it. And <laughs> and then he says, he's like, well, I can't. And then they say, okay, well, we're, we have a big problem. And they start to raise their guns. And then just real fast with one swift motion, Luke just pulls out his lightsaber and goes. Mm-hmm. And then a fight ensues. And so we know right off the bat, like, holy crap, Luke is much more powerful now. Absolutely. Much more trained. Knows how to use a lightsaber with the best of them at this point. Yeah, has had a little bit of a uh, little bit of training under his belt. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So we've we've established that Luke is still badass. Like maybe he's even more badass than he was, and he's still in contact with Leia. He defeats these guys. Are you know like it's 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 a cool scene. He searches them, and they don't have what he wants. And so he leaves the the alleyway, and he contacts Leia on his comm badge. And he says, and Leia says, did you get it? He's like, no, they didn't have it. And I don't think we're going to get it this way. We're going to have to find another way. And Leia's like, I don't know if we have another way. And he's like, well, we'll find one. And then they go back to HQ headquarters. And that's where Leia tells him, okay, I think we know who we need to go to for help in this. Han Solo. Yeah. And Luke is like, okay, well, we haven't spoken to him in years. How long has it been? I'm thinking like... Two years, two or three years. What do you think? Damn, that's what I was thinking. Two years would be just long enough to lose contact with him. So we know that they need to find something. What do they need to find? Here's something that I need to know maybe as a non-Star Wars fan. I mean, is there sort of a valuable resource that they need to power their ships or something like that? It doesn't matter. All that exists is Star Wars in 1977. It's true. It's true. Uh, so okay so does it need to be something of political value does it need to be something that helps the uh the physical rebellion is it like is it is it you know like if it's if it's something i might have painted us into a corner but (laughs) if it's something that they could hold on their body you know maybe it's maybe it's information or maybe it's like the location of something so maybe it's not actually the physical item but it's the location of said item okay uh, yeah, may- I, I kind of like the idea of maybe finding something that helps them locate something of valuable use. Now, what that is, I'm not really sure. Maybe it's valuable to Jedi Knights. 
Maybe it's yeah. something essential for training, uh, to excel in training, to amplify it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just ran out of that idea right there. That stopped. Okay, well, let me let me run with that. Let me run with that. Since this is okay. the only thing that exists, Empire Jedi does not exist. None of the books exist. What if it's the location of the first Jedi Temple? Ooh, okay. And the reason why the Rebels are interested in it, because it's not just, it, it. this can't just be Luke's vendetta. This can't just be Luke's search. Like, it has to tie into the Rebel Alliance as well. So why would the Rebel Alliance need it? Maybe Luke... This is his, like, because he is on his way, He because he's studying as much as he can to become a Jedi um, now that Obi-Wan's dead. You know, like, what if he wants to find out more? Like, there's only so much that he could find out from Obi-Wan's hovel. And so oh. it's a, it's his ability to, to find more people who are Force-sensitive to help out the Rebel Alliance, maybe, so they have more Jedi. Yeah, here's the thing, is if there's going to be a resurgence in the Alliance, maybe finding... Jedi HQ is going to be kind of like the place to have accelerated training. Like maybe there's resources they know are there. They're not exactly sure what, but things are going to be there to help all these new recruits become awesome as Jedi Knights more quickly, more efficiently, help them become better, faster, because the tools are there. Ancient knowledge is there. How about that? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, the stuff that seems so lost now is all there. They know that it's out there. They have to find it, and they just found they just like they just discovered this piece of information showing the location of where it is. It's going to accelerate everything if they can get to it and find it. I, I yeah, I really like this idea because I like the it's kind of like I know you didn't really like this either, but it's kind of like with Dune where <laughs> You have Paul Moadib, who he, he's trained by his mother, and then he trains the uh, the Fedekin, or the Fedekin. He trains a hundred, and then those hundreds train a thousand. And yeah, maybe yeah. that's why Luke, like, Luke can't do it on his own. And he's like, he's like, we need more knights. We need more people like me if we're going to win this rebellion. But I do not have all the knowledge I need. So let's find the original Jedi Temple where all this ancient knowledge is, and then we can train these people and we'll be a force to be reckoned with, with the yes. Empire. Yeah, I like it. Luke will get the party started. Doesn't mean he mm -hmm. has to finish it. Right. Yes. I like that. Cool. I like that idea. All right. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I like that. And I like the interaction where maybe Leia is sort of, I don't know, finding where we can get this information. So she's doing her part to help Luke along. I don't know. Something like that. She's finding contacts or something. Yeah, no, I think, like, I like the idea of, like, Luke being the man on the ground. She's the mission leader. And right. she's, the, like, she gets her, you know, she gets her orders from the people who are running the Alliance. But she's a, she's a higher-up person, but not the higher-up person. Mm -hmm. And so he comes back empty-handed. And then Leia goes, okay, well, we know what we need to do. Like, we need to find Han. Han will have the connections Han will have the smugglers connections, the seedy underbelly connections that we need in order to find this information. Right. And so maybe Leia reports back to her higher ups explaining what Luke is off to do and they are not happy because yes. he's going to be putting himself in some danger and you're going to seek out that guy. Really? How shabby is this? And so she, Leia, has to explain why this is going to work and why it's good. 
and maybe at the same time they're you know they are kind of like you know they say they're like hey listen you know i I know that we say may the force be with you but is this is this really a real thing is this really going to help us is this really what we need to put our effort and resources towards like this could this could be a myth you know, like, you have no idea what you're going to find there. Like, we need Luke doing other things. We need Luke being public and doing the big missions. Right. Yeah, and we need him on the ground or in it, well in the air flying and yeah, doing like all the, the grunt work. But, yes, and so it's up to Leia to convince them that, yes, this is what they need to be doing. This is, frankly, their best hope for a better outcome overall. We're mixing Dune and the Matrix in here and, like... <laughs> <laughs> we're doing like we're we're blending all sorts of different kind of sci-fi together. Did we take the red pill or the blue pill? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think we took both and we're seeing colors and it's Whoa. awesome. <laughs> okay, that explains the hallucinations. Cool. All right. <laughs> so here's another thing that I think we need to introduce at some point is I want to learn so much more about the droids and the R2s. They the the impression that I get is that they are basically sort of like servants to humanoids. Like, they they have owners. They are loyal to them. They serve their interests, their needs, whatever they need to do. What is the history of that? Why did that come to be? Why, uh, what, what's the deal with that? I would love to learn more. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I no okay like no like I understand um I I'm coming from a perspective of knowledge where I'm just kind of like okay enough with C3PO like enough with this like I am so done with this character um <laughs> but you know like we could do anything that we wanted here with these people with these droids I think we could save that for later though Okay do you mean later in this feature or the next movie I don't know I want to say the next movie Hmm, okay. Because if we're going to have Luke on some sort of self-discovery, do we have room to put droids on another self-discovery mission? Hmm, this is true. It might be too much. I don't know. Let's, I don't know. Let's just keep playing and see what happens. But I do wanted to, I wanted to throw that out there just because there really seems to be some sort of story you could tell there, for sure. Yeah, I think, I think so too. And I think we can make it even better than what has been laid out. And I say what we need to do is because what was so powerful with the first movie was definitely Han and Luke and Leia together. And Mm -hmm. Leia finally gets the permission, you know, from the high council. She goes down to Luke and says, okay, we're a go, you know, like, let's go find Han. Let's get him on board. Let's say we need his help so that we can find this artifact or this whatever. And uh, Luke's like, I don't know if he's going to listen to me. You might need to come with me. Yes, yes, she's got to come with. And she, I think she'd be all about it. Yeah, she wants to go. She wants to get out of that stuffy boardroom or whatever she's in. Maybe she says something like that. She's like, okay, I've been behind the scenes for too long. I want to come with you. Yeah, I'll come with you. I'll help convince him. Do you think, now she uh, she had sexual tension with Han in the first one. And mm-hmm. she also had some flirtations with Luke in the first one as well. Is that still there? Does Luke and Leia have that sexual intention? Or do you think Han and Leia are going to have it? Do you think it's going to be like a love triangle? Or did Luke and Leia just kind of bury that? Or what do you think? Okay, two years have passed. So, boy, we could take this in a number of directions. I I have a feeling maybe Luke and Leia have more of a good working relationship. 
Okay. They're not really flirting with each other anymore. So when Leia is going to see Han Solo again, she's just going to get all buggy-eyed all over again, I think. Like, maybe she thinks she's over it, but she's really not at the sight of him. See, that that's what kind of makes me wonder, like, I don't know if we should do this, but I'm just, I'm just saying it out loud, okay? I'm not saying yeah, we should yeah, go yeah. in this direction, but let me know. Like, what if Luke and Leia are together, and then by the, like, like one of the reservations that Luke has is Han showed interest in you a couple years ago who says that he's he's over you and she's like well i'm over him or something like that and when she sees don't you think he'd call if he were really interested but this is han solo we're talking about i don't know i don't know if i really want to go the love triangle angle let's not then let's not let's not i was just i said it out loud and as i was saying it out loud i was like oh that's boring that is so boring yeah and i really think it's just really stupid and unnecessary complication I and I really right. don't know if I want Luke and Leia together. I, I feel like that's just taking it a step too far. Okay, okay. Like, okay, idea. Like, maybe they tried a relationship in the two years oh. between the last movie, and then, but they realized that that was interfering with their working relationship. They had to choose one or the other. Only one was going to thrive. And so for the greater good, they chose their working relationship. So maybe there are some feelings there, but... They ref- they will not act on them, and they do not have an intimate relationship. Okay, so it's not as prevalent. I I kind I like that idea. Let's keep that in the back of our brains as we move forward. I like we need some sort of reference where, you know, like we we have some sort of line, some throwaway line where they like we find out as an audience that they were together, but they're not anymore. They tried it; it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep it on. subtle. Yeah, something like that. Something where the audience kind of goes like, what? Oh, yeah. Okay. What? 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. That would. I think that's a really good middle ground that we just mm-hmm. achieved. So that's cool. Okay. So, you know what? We're getting close on time here. We are already. We could do. We could easily do a part two of this. Yeah. Do you want to? I do. I want to talk about this next week. Where? So okay. what we've done so far is we've established Luke as a badass. He's evolving as a uh, as a Jedi Knight. Leia is is the mission commander, like she's the one in charge. Luke is a celebrity, he's an icon for the rebellion. Han is not in the picture, and they need to try to find the first Jedi Temple so that they can train more knights within the rebellion and become this huge super force. And so they've just now decided, okay, we need Han, let's go out. Leia, you're coming with me, and Leia's like, darn right I'm coming with you. So we still don't know what's going on with C-3PO. We have no idea what's going on with <laughs> Han or Chewie or Darth Vader. Right. Yeah, we haven't even started with uh, the dark side here. We don't know what the enemy is up to at all. So is Obi-Wan Kenobi still talking to Luke? Is he not? You know, like what's going on? We have so much more to talk about, oh, but I we think do. we've established okay. a good base. I'm on board for part two. We have way too much to figure out yet. So cool, so cool. I'm, I'm having so much fun right now, so I cannot wait to record part this two. This is fun. <laughs> yes, I know that I went ki- kicking and screaming to into watching Star Wars. Like, I really didn't want to, but yes, this is fun, I must confess. 
Okay. Nah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please subscribe if you have not already. And also, please go to iTunes, search Punch It, and uh, give us a, a review. If you give us a five-star review, we'll mention you on the show. And uh, you can give us whatever review you want, but five stars get you a mention. One other thing that you should do is go to lootcrate.com slash nerdparty. And from there, you can subscribe to a Geekbox subscription service, and you'll get tons of great stuff. We're talking Funko Pops, comic books, action figures, t-shirts, all of these. Some of these things are exclusive to Loot Crate, and this is a great time the this holiday season to give somebody a gift subscription. Go to lootcrate.com slash nerdparty. Enter in code nerdparty at checkout. This is very important, and you'll save even more money off of the already discounted price. Now, Shar, where can we find you online? You can find me, of course, on the Twitter, and my handle is oh, the profanity. How about you? You can find me on Twitter as well, at the Insane Robin. You can also find the show on Twitter, at JoinNerdParty. And please go to thenerdparty.com for all your Nerd Party needs, because there you can find out everything you need to know about the Nerd Party and find a show to suit every type of need. So thank you so much. I'm so excited for next week. Because we're going to be talking Star Wars. We're going to have fun. But we're going to do something else, too. That's right. And you know what we're going to do. We are going to punch it. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.